Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince. But it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Dori Shafrir. I'm Kate Spencer. And we're not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Indeed we do. Hello, Dori. Hello, Kate. We're sitting here in your dining room. We are. The house smells delightful. It smells like a meal I just cooked. Yeah. Because I'm trying to meal plan my lunches for the week, but I didn't get to it yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I cooked a giant batch of pasta. So now there's a gentle eggplant smell. Yeah. Just lurking in the air. It smells really good. Thank you. Anyway. Any, anyway, I mammogrammed last yeah. week, Tori. I mammogrammed, but I still don't know my results. So I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it, but yeah. I'm a little bit like... I I, put, I took a bunch of photos while I was there, and, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about documenting my experience. But also, I'm still waiting. Yeah. So I'm a little bit. How like, was the hey. How was the actual experience for you? Aside from the um, mammogram center, breast yeah. center, I went to running a little bit late. They were running late on everybody. Um, it was easy peasy. The nurse practitioner who did my, or I'm not, I'm not sure. The mammogram operator, I'm not exactly sure what her title was was super kind and very helpful and I was like this is my first mammogram 
Did you ask for a curved plate? I didn't because the machine didn't look like there were there was room for plates. Okay. All right. I don't know what it was. I yep. will say the most interesting thing to me, like everyone knows you go and your boobs get squished. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was like I was slow dancing with the machine. Like you have to like wrap yourself around the machine and they maneuver your yes. arms in all these ways. Yes, yes, yes. And I, and, I, and I don't know what exactly I thought was going to happen, but I it was kind of funny just to be like embracing this radiation machine. Yeah, totally. Very intensely. And then you have to hold your breath as yeah. they take the image so as not to move. Mm-hmm. But they were very kind. But it was kind of heavy for me because yeah. it triggered health anxiety which is a recurring theme in my life i had heartburn last night that triggered it as well Mm -hmm. um and i also got my mammogram on september 11th yeah which Which in retrospect was not a great idea because as that day as i'm sure for most people it was it's very heavy for me yeah as a a person who lived in new york for a long time and i you know it, it just i was i'm always really emotional so I was you know I was doubly there was a lot going on that day yeah but once I finished it I felt really good I'm really glad I did it um I will keep you abreast of the results I see what you did there that was a real you move that I you know what I wanted it was Mm -hmm. and I'm proud thank you yeah you're welcome um and you know if I have to go back in I'm sure I will freak out but I will figure it out yeah soldier on i did ask about your tip about getting the ultra i was like do i can i get my ultrasound now and the the technician was like well your doctor needs to actually like ask for that before we can oh, do interesting. it yeah so i don't know if that's just my insurance or whatever but yeah she was like next time just have your doctor also ask for the ultrasound with the mammogram ah. and you can just get we can do it all interesting i, I want to be like i host a podcast and my podcasting <laughs> host said that totally. i and also a listener said i should get curved <laughs> plates uh, so, so yeah it's almost like we know too much there's a lot of information swirling in my brain yes. thanks to forever 35 but i'm grateful for it honestly i felt i did feel more empowered going Good. into it i hope i hope that our conversations about it sort of demystified the process for you well one thing the technician kept saying was she's like did people scare you about this i was like no but it's not a thing that's d- talked about in depth a lot of times with, yeah with other with peers I remember my mom being like, they squish my boobs like a pancake. But otherwise, like I didn't, I haven't, I've only just started having conversations about mammograms, which I'm really glad to be having. Totally. Like let's detail the process in in detail. That was stupid. And also don't wear perfume, deodorant, lotion on your boobs or or your armpits. Right. That's another big one big thing I've learned. Anyway, Dory, tell me about what is going on in the life of Dory Shafrir. Well, Kate, I have suddenly become a person who makes checklists. Okay. (laughs) Spoiler alert, listeners. Dory sent me a Google Doc of her checklist, read only, so I couldn't edit it. And it's beautiful. It looks like something in a magazine. Wow. And this checklist is for? This checklist is for cleaning my house and organizing my house how many pages is it i believe it is two pages okay substantial yeah it's a google doc i use the the little check boxes um so you know we've been talking about both you and i have been talking about feeling overwhelmed by the clutter and the piles in our house although as i sit here in your house your house is not cluttered but i hide the clutter it's all in 
our master bedroom. My kids' rooms are okay. bonkers. It's like if you but opened... the public areas are very organized and clean. I do feel like I am good at masking when yes. people come over. We've just at, in my house, it's just all gone to shit. So <laughs> anyway, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now, and. A friend, actual, actually a mutual friend of ours, uh, texted me after our last episode and she said, hey, I have a method that really works. And I thought, well, this, this woman is very clean and organized. Her house is always immaculate. Yep, yep. And she has a baby. She said, here's what, here's what I do. I make a list of all the areas in my house. And I go through the list and I don't reorganize something until I've gone through everything on the list. She says, because we all have a tendency to like redo the same area over and over again without getting to like that closet or whatever. So I had that conversation with her. And then a couple days prior to that, I had gone over to the apartment of um, a mommy and me friend of mine. So she also has a baby who's around the same age as Henry and her apartment was gorgeous. It was, it was not huge, but it was beautiful. Everything was very tasteful. She had all this really nice furniture and it was so clean and organized and she just didn't have a lot of stuff, but it was very nicely decorated. Like everything clearly had a place and I like debated in my head saying this for a while because I was like, is it weird to tell someone who you don't know super well, like your house is so clean, but I finally blurted out, like, I was like, your, your house, I just have to say like, your house is beautiful, but it's also really organized. And she kind of beamed and she was like, she was like, I thank you. Like I am really obsessive about it. And it's something that I just, you know, it's really important to me. I got my husband on board. This doesn't come to him naturally, but I had to get him on board. I purge ruthlessly every few months. And she was just like, and I just have to clean. And in fact, when I got to her house, she was cooking lunch. And while I was there, she's like, sorry, I just have to empty the dishwasher. Like she had to get it done. And I was like, okay, I clearly don't have this compulsion, but maybe I can take a little bit of this compulsion So that combined with the other conversation I had inspired my version of this checklist, which is divided into three main categories. The first is daily tasks. This is stuff that I just, I have to do every day, like make the bed, for example, like not leave dirty dishes in the sink. Mm -hmm. Um, The second category are, it's like ongoing as needed or regular as needed tasks. So like, Take the garbage out when it's full. Don't keep pushing it down. And oh, like, boy. We trying do the to, push down. Trying to, like, get every last scrap in there before you're forced to take it outside. We do that so much with both with the recycling Like, the that trash. kind of thing. Yeah. Or, like, run and empty the dishwasher. Like, empty the dishwasher. Don't just leave it there. Um you know, every night, like wipe down the counters. A lot of this is, a lot of this stuff is like kitchen stuff. Um, but I do find like in terms of like daily stuff, the kitchen is a, is a hot spot. Replace the paper towel roll, replace the toilet paper, like just be on top of all that stuff. So that's kind of like ongoing as needed. And then there, I called them ongoing areas of concern. (laughs) 
Now, how many of them are there? A lot. <laughs> this was the largest category because I just kept looking around and being like, and I also wanted to divide it. I didn't want to just be like office. I was right. like surface of Dory's desk, surface of Matt's desk, under Dory's desk, under Matt's desk, top of the piano, the behind the, you know, next to the couch in the living room, like just every little area broken down. Every individual space has their own individual pile areas. Yes. Right? Like, yes. Like you were just saying on yes. top of the piano next to yes. the, what was the last one you said? I'm sorry. Next to, uh, the, next to the couch. Next to the couch. In the living room. Yep. Yeah. Then there's another pile that's just sort of emerged next to one of the bookshelves mm-hmm. in the living room. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they just sort of pop. They're like weeds. They are like weeds or like lice or like lice. I just for my own personal yeah. life experience. So I, so the, so that is the, the largest part of the checklist. So you really took an inventory. I took an inventory, which I think is a really great first step in getting a handle on it because sometimes you're like, where do I start? There's, there's the piano, there's by the couch, there's my yeah. desk. And then you're just like, there's a paralysis that's yeah. in, at least it does for me. So it sounds yes. like you did the first. I did the first step. Now the second step as my friend Katie with a very organized apartment put it, she was like, everything has a place. This one, this part is where I get lost. And this is like, this is like something that I know. I know that everything needs to have a place. I've been told this a thousand times. Every organizer, I've had organizers come over. They've been like, everything needs a place. It's just like a place for everything and everything in its place. Like that is a saying. We all know this, but actually putting this into practice, I have found very difficult. Well, what I don't understand is where does new stuff go? Just for example, those guitar picks over there. Well, those can go to Matt's office. Well, but now my kid has a guitar. <laughs> right. Should I just send my kid to your yes. house and she and Matt can jam? Wait, no, I don't need more clutter. You don't want a child, a six-year-old and her guitar? No, she needs a, she needs an area. Uh, but, but don't we run out of areas? My yes, but is, then, oh but, God, I'm so overwhelmed. Okay. But I think what I think I need to put into practice mm-hmm. is really the one in, one out. Oh, like if a guitar pick comes if in. A gar- gets, if yeah. a guitar pick comes in it needs a place and maybe it goes in the place where like that doll you haven't played with in three years lives. Got it. I like that because our homes aren't expanding. Exactly. But the stuff is. But the stuff is. It's like weeds or lice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, Oh boy. We, we are, we got so many interesting responses. We did. And I haven't even peeked into the voicemails yet. But so the can emails. I just can I just say oh, yeah, another please. tip Sorry. that my other friend Grace brought up, which is don't be fooled. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing here. Don't be fooled by getting a lot of vessels. She did not phrase this exactly the same way, but she was basically like, don't just buy a lot of containers and throw stuff in there. That's funny because right now in the trunk of my car are like approximately four new containers from Target. Yeah. Oh, darn it. So Especially if they're not clear containers and you can't see what's in them. Uh, Yeah. The goal is not to just like put things in containers and shove them away. It's to like really take, like think about what you need. mm -hmm. 
and get rid of everything else. And she scans and shreds her mail. Scans? Yeah, like anything, like if a bill comes or, well, first of all, she does all paperless billing, obviously. Um, But anything that she might need, like a letter or I don't know, she'll scan it and then everything else, She and then she shreds it. She shreds everything. She's like, have a shredder by the door and just go through your mail and shred. It's like, okay, all right. You know what? It's like all these people who have like clean, organized houses, it's like they all got this like secret newsletter that's been going around <laughs> for generations. For generations. <laughs> and they're like, don't tell anyone about this. <laughs> we have to keep this within the, the organized family. Yeah, yeah, honestly. No one in my family got this newsletter. No. And I definitely don't have it to pass on to my kids. No, me neither. So, and then you said something that I thought was so apt, which is like, I do feel like all of us, all these people, you and me and my two friends, like we're all type A, but they are type A and organized and we are type A and And disorganized. disorganized. Yes. (laughs) It's, it's fascinating meeting people who I'm like, I get you except this giant thing. Exactly. (laughs) Like, and you know, my, my. Like the, the and and I also don't know if living a life where you like can't not clean up is joyful either. Totally. Like I'm, sh- they, I'm sure they have their own stresses and yes. burdens that come with that. Yes, agreed. right. So you know, I'm not saying one has it easier, but it is like a little bit of a grass is always greener situation here. That is like, a really good point. But what I will say is that I look at my house and I get stressed out. Me, Dory, I I don't want to live like this. Same. If I felt okay living like this, I'd be like, all right. I don't need to clean. Don't, don't hold me down people with your organization. Like it's the, but but I don't feel that way. I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I have too much stuff. I feel like I can't have people over to my house because it's like, I said to Katie, I was like, yeah, like we were like, Oh, well, you know, we'll hang out again, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, not at my house. I'm like, I'm embarrassed to have you at my house. Like I literally said that and I don't like feeling that way. So I'm a hundred percent with you. Like the thing in my brain that my brain calendar that I'm doing this afternoon when we are done working before I have to go to an eye doctor appointment mm-hmm. is that I'm going to, to clean. I'm going to try to get it. You're going to take an inventory. I, I need to figure out. There's certain stuff where I just need to go into my, um, our bedroom yeah. and just knock it out. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just pure. Like I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Like putting away clothes is really hard for me. There's just so Putting much. Putting my clothes has, has become not hard for me because I wear the same three things all the time. Well, you look great. Thank you. So that's that's what I've been kind of occupied with. And then I also have been making, we're going away this weekend. We're going to Boston. Yes. First time flying with Henry. He's going to love that dirty water. Big unknown. Exactly. Um, and I've been making a checklist of a packing list of I what l- to bring for him. I really love list story list story is really out here <laughs> you are. then i did something else that is completely out of character go are on. you ready yes so we decided over christmas we're gonna go to new york um to see some friends and we're gonna st- we're gonna stay gonna upstate new york with some friends who have a house up there and i was like you know what i need to make a budget for this trip I've never done this before. Who are you? Who am I? I mean, 
if my financial coach is listening, I hope you're proud <laughs> of what you have done. Look at this. So I made a spreadsheet and I budgeted out low, medium, and high. In terms of spending in terms for the of trip? spending for the trip. Like what would be the absolute cheapest way we could go? We could get the flight on points. We could stay at a friend's place. We could, you know, just like all this, all this stuff we could do. And so then that was one estimate. And then I did a medium estimate and then I did a high estimate. And I, I texted Matt and I said, well, I budgeted out our trip. And, and it was like, it was like a huge range. He was like, that's quite a swing. And I was like, well, <laughs> let me tell you how I did this. Um, but I think he was, you know, I think he was impressed. It does would be. feel like with this financial coach that we are, we're more on the same team than we ever have been. That's lovely. Which feels good. Like we're working towards a goal that we both believe in. Yeah. And you're getting on the same page about your spending and yeah. your finances. And you're, yeah. it sounds also like you're being more open and honest with each other about yeah. what you're spending and your goals and your feelings totally. and that stuff. Yeah. So that feels good. Well, we have journeyed. We have. Be here at the start of this podcast. Should we take a break before we talk to Allie Ward? Dory, are you pumped? I am so i'm we're so we have wanted to have ali ward on the podcast for for so long so long she's finally here host of the wonderful podcast ologies yep. she's the best she is very cool we're, and also my kid's favorite show brainchild i mean look she's done it all yeah. we'll be right back okay hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the US and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be Redefining Feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden 
or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or Think Like a Boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires and just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, "Oh god, like get this off of me." <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic 
whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Our guest today is the one and only Allie Ward. Hi, Allie. Hi. We're so excited to have you here. I can't believe I'm here. In the flesh. In the flesh. I'm at the table. Yes. I'm. uh, You have a seat at the table. Yeah. Seat at the table. We have talked about you so many times on different episodes. We just like, you just come up all the time. like, we got to get. I gotta get her on oh, yeah i've been wanting to be on since you started the oh, podcast and no. i've just been crossing my fingers and toes lighting appropriate incenses and it's happened all the crystals it has here. happened so for the three of you who don't know who ali is i'm going to read a short bio then we will we have many topics to discuss <laughs> all right ali ward hosts the comedic science podcast ologies the cw science show did i mention invention and is a Daytime Emmy award-winning science correspondent for CBS's The Henry Ford's Innovation Nation with Mo Rocca. She also appears on the Netflix science show Brainchild, another Netflix science show debuting this fall, Cooking Channel, and Science Channel's How to Build Everything. She has volunteered with the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles County and is a co-founder of the Science Communication Collective Nerd Brigade. Yep. Gosh, that's me. That is very impressive. It's a, there's a lot of bopping around with yes. different jobs. Yes. You know how it is. It's like you go do one, the one doesn't know you do the other necessarily, so your week is just kind of a hodgepodge of things. But yeah, yeah. I'm super lucky. I love my job. But you know, so Allie and I have known each other for a while. In mm-hmm. fact, she is probably the reason why I'm married to my husband. Yeah. Whoa, really? Yep, yep, it's me. It's all me. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was one, one fateful night. Because Matt and I used to like to hang out at the Grove and we'd just go get coffee and then we'd just sit in Crate and Barrel until we got side-eyed out of there. Honestly, sounds like a perfect day. <laughs> it was great. It was like, why hang out in a coffee shop when you could just sit on a white couch with uh, a dark latte and make people nervous? And so we would just do that and shoot the shit. And so we'd meet at the Grove and one night we met up at the Grove and I was like, oh, have you heard of this app? It's called Tinder. You look at people and you swipe on them. It's atrocious. You should get on it. Because like when you're a woman everything in LA is like actor, writer, producer, bartender, whatever. Um, nice people, but there's like a lot of shirtless profile pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. A lot of hyphenates and, um, a, a lot of like, I'm just here for fun kind of guys. And so I told him to download it so that we could laugh about it. And then he swipes once and meets 
like a, this quality woman, like a novelist, an editor. He only did one swipe. Literally, like went on a date, and the next week he was like, "She's my girlfriend. I'm gonna marry her." And I was like, <laughs> "What?" Yeah. So That's I have really Allie to sweet. thank because Matt never would have done it on his own. I. It was one of those things where I was like, "This was supposed to be a joke. You were supposed to commiserate with me, and you've found." the best woman in Los Angeles. <laughs> I was like, meanwhile, I would, I would text him horrible screenshots of conversations being like, hey, what's up? You want to come over? And uh, it's only midnight. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I went through a lot of those too. Yeah. No, I bet. Um, and so, and I had actually been off of Tinder for a while, like a month or so, and then went back on right around the same time. And then Matt messaged me being like, I've never done this before. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> Like, this is a line. Like, everyone says this. But it turned out he really hadn't done this before. He hadn't. Yeah. He sent me a screenshot of his uh, profile. And he was like, what do you think of this one? And I was like, you can't have the first picture be you with coffee all over your shirt. He's like, it's funny. And I was like, that's not what we're on here for. We're looking for someone who's not a slob. I was like, third, fourth picture, maybe. But yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so Allie and I go way back. And I bring that up in part because I remember... New Year's Eve a few years ago, sitting around the fire pit in my backyard, and you were talking about kind of like manifesting some stuff. We had no like major plans for New Year's. None of us wanted to go out and uh, do shots of anything. And yeah. So yeah, we came over and we decided to do tarot card readings, like kind of for fun. Oh, this is the tarot card night. Yes. This one, the, or maybe you've had a few tarot card <laughs> New Years. We yeah, this has now become a thing yeah. that we do. But Allie was there. For one of the them. original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that we mentioned in your bio did not exist yet. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that was like late 2014 into 15. That sounds right. I think. And, um, and yeah, I wanted to be doing more science stuff. I wanted to be, I wanted to make something of ologies. And so we all kind of sat around the fire pit just thinking about what we wanted to do the next year. And um, I think we burned some stuff too. Yeah. Cathartic. Sounds right. Yeah. There was some burning. And, um, my hair smelled like beef jerky, but I left with like a renewed nice. resolve to get into my own stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I, it's funny how much um, writing things down and speaking them aloud really holds you accountable to doing what you want to do, you know? Totally. Maybe less magic and more accountability, but it really does. When I write something down, I can't ignore that it's something I want to do, you mm-hmm. know? Is it accountability with yourself or do you find that sharing it with other people makes you feel more inclined to follow through? That's a great question. I think it's more with yourself. I think there are so many things that you want to do that you don't want to admit you want to do because if you do it and you fail, it's too mortifying. But I think when you actually admit to yourself and you write it down enough to say, okay, like I'm calling bullshit on you. You really do want to do this. Um, it makes you just put little steps into action, you know? And I think that that was one of the first times I really was like, okay, I want my own science show. I want to do a podcast. Da, da. And, um, and yeah, it does. I mean, sharing it with other people definitely holds you accountable too. And then if there are other opportunities that come up and they know that that's on your radar, mm. they might share it, you know? That's um, a good point. And I love my, my friends in the nerd brigade. It, that started as, as a joke just because we, um, we all went out one Valentine's Day and we all just shared stories of like the worst mating rituals and the best mating rituals in nature. <laughs> they just started with an email being like, hey, any of you nerds want to get a brigade together and go get, get some drinks on Valentine's Day? So then just started calling them the nerd brigade. But yeah, and they're wonderful. And so, yeah, we try to like share opportunities and 
ask each other advice and they're great. So how did you then go from just kind of speaking this stuff to actually putting it into action? Yeah, putting it into action because like getting your own science show, it's not easy. easy. (laughs) And and making a podcast, making a podcast, a very popular podcast that requires a ton of thought and research that's also not easy yeah it's ologies is the hardest thing i've ever worked on is it really oh god yeah i mean i spend so much time and effort um and hand-wringing trying to make it right and um yeah but it's the it's the job that i love that i love the most i mean it's that's a dream job and i love doing i also love doing science tv i mean there's nothing like being on a set and working on something that you really like um and I, you know, I always thought in the comedy world, I always felt like I was the like, science person. You know, we'd be mm. at, like a comedy party, and we're like, "There's a spider, get out!" You know, whatever. <laughs> uh, and I was fine with that. But and then in the science world, I felt like everyone had their PhDs, and I was like kind of more of a goofball. And I felt like I didn't really fit in either way. And um, I was talking to my friend Kara, who said that she's like, "Well, you know, that's kind of an asset because you can ask questions that people who are super, super experts couldn't ask." And I was like, "That's a really great way of looking at it, a really super empowering way." My friend Kara Santa Maria, she has a podcast, Talk Nerdy, and she's awesome. Um, and so yeah, I kind of just was like, "Oh yeah, I guess I could lean into that and and ask stupid questions that you <laughs> would otherwise be way too embarrassed to to ask." And so I found that um, that really just letting myself be myself was the you know, duh, was a, a moment that was hard to get to, but it helped yeah. a lot. <laughs> Letting yourself be yourself. That takes a lot of practice to actually put into action and a lot of trial and error, I think. I, I mean, I just can only speak for myself yeah. trying to be myself. Yeah. <laughs> but that's actually much harder than it sounds. It is, especially working if you have a platform and if you work in TV or even podcasting, whatever, or you want to be a writer, you always think, okay, if I don't see a voice like mine out there, there's someone else must have tried it and really Mm. failed at it. So I've, that would be embarrassing to do that again. And so you think, well, how can I sanitize it a little bit? How can I clean it up? How can I polish it? What work does my soul need in order to be marketable? And so then you go about sanding the rough edges and being like, is this good? And and then you're just the same as everyone else who's done that. There's nothing interesting about you because you've just polished yourself into a replica of, of what's already out there. And so I think that doing ologies especially um, allowed me to be as weird as I want to be and realize like I could relax and that's actually okay. You know, I, I would look and see in the, in the podcast charts and science, like no other science podcast has like a little e after it which means like there's a lot of swear words yeah. <laughs> i was like there's gotta be a reason so <laughs> it it took a bit to be like well let's see if i can see if i can join that party and it turns out that oh there you know there was space for that so have just to circle back to that beautiful phrase because mm-hmm. it really has clearly struck me did did you find are you finding more comfort with being yourself in other aspects of your life not just professionally like really just being okay with being who you are yeah definitely yeah I think um I have a I have a better confidence that I will be accepted if I am yeah weird or goofy or corny or curious and I think for a long time I tried to hide my curiosity because I thought it was like annoying or it was like a precocious child that you're like, just leave me alone, you know? And so I think I, I tried to hide that a lot and I realized like, oh, it's okay to, it's okay to still be an adult and be curious and wonder about goofy stuff. And, um, 
and there are a lot of other people who kind of share that curiosity too and it's fine but um so yeah it's it's let me be myself and it's it's let me take my guard down a little bit and I don't have to be like you know some either really polished tv personality or you know someone who's trying to be tougher than they are and shit talk things and you know um try to be a bigger badass than I am I can be much more vulnerable and you know say I'm scared of things and and that I'm delighted by things I think the one of the hardest things to do especially if you're in the comedy world is say that you're delighted by things because yes <laughs> it's like like if you're if you're not just a little bit poisonous then mm-hmm. it's embarrassing so to I've and I've talked to other friends who are like in that community or it's, it's like rough to say this makes me happy yeah I totally <laughs> get that um yeah, you're supposed to be jaded yeah you're supposed to or be cynical there should yeah. always be like an edge of cynicism yeah for everything. right and not all of us are like that and if you don't have a critical eye on everything in the world then you must be an idiot but it actually um it takes a lot of courage to kind of say that you are find joy in things or are delighted by things because there is a ton of bad shit in the world totally it's just we're just eyeballs deep in a lot of terrible shit and um so it it takes a little bit of nerve to say okay well there's a lot of terrible shit but maybe this is a good thing that might help it in the end just because you know it's embarrassing to be thought of as naive maybe so yeah it took a it i think that that's been the biggest lesson is it's okay to find some little bright spots you know my my parents are both sick so uh you know any the fact that they're around and doing well is something that you learn to to not take for granted I think that's I think that helped a little bit too just reframing things um you know when you have people that you that you're really close to that you love who are struggling with with you know serious illness like any day that you uh can communicate with them is amazing you know any day that that they're still on the planet is amazing so i i just try to find those little bright spots and and when it comes to all of the global geo shit storm that we're dealing with um like from climates to politics try to find the ways that maybe you can get other people excited about participating in change as opposed to just wallowing in how terrible it is you know what i mean because nothing's going to change unless people are mobilized so and people won't mobilize unless they're excited so you have to try to try to find the optimism in change you know what i mean yeah yeah delight yeah when things feel less than delightful yeah how do you do that like it's not easy, <laughs> but, um, you know, I was, I interviewed a, a phenologist that episode's going to be out, um, in a couple of weeks, but, um, it's, that's the study of seasonal change. Ooh. So I wanted to talk about everything from like pumpkin spice lattes to like leaves and spring and stuff. And, you know, spoiler, but this amazing, wonderful, funny, uh, chick, she works, um, she works at the La Brea Tar Pits and, uh, she you know we talked all about leaves and all this other stuff and at the end I asked her something that's difficult about her job she started sobbing (laughs) she's like it's really hard she's like I work with climate data every day and people don't believe us and she's like I'm so sorry I'm crying like I this is not something I normally do (sighs) and so um you know but then we started talking about things people can do to get involved in community science and um in ways that you can talk to your lawmakers and stuff like that so it's tough I mean but I think with science, there's a lot, always there's a lot of potential for change. And the more people who care about it, the better. So if you can get someone like with ologies or with brainchild or whatever, you, if you can get people to care, that's like the, mm. that's huge. 
because then you can get people to vote, then you can get people to do things uh, that are positive. So I think caring is like the first step. So just getting people emotionally invested in the world around them, you know, that's what I try to do. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about something that you tweeted a couple months ago oh, uh-huh. about the Discovery Channel. Oh, yes. Um, so correct me if I'm, I, I think I'm remembering this correctly, but mm-hmm. they had posted like a sizzle reel yeah. of like all their new shows or all their shows and all of the hosts were men. Mm-hmm. And you posted, you, t- you tweeted something about how you, you pointed that out. And then you said that um, you had been told that no one would ever want to watch a science show hosted by a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that and kind of what the experience what, of pitching shows as a woman hosting a science, science show has been like and like what the reaction to that was? And um, yeah, because there aren't shows yeah. about science hosted by women. Yeah, it was... Um, except Brainchild. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah well no except for you <laughs> yeah. yeah brainchild and uh did i mention invention um was a spinoff from innovation and that felt like a pretty big victory because i had been told yeah to my face that viewers didn't want to hear about science from women but yeah okay well let's just repeat that one more time yeah you were told to your face mm-hmm. that viewers did not want to hear about science from a woman mm-hmm. okay in they- 2019 yeah, this is probably 20, 2017, 2018. Oh, times are totally yeah. different now. <laughs> but then they tried Sorry, to Catherine. then they tried to flatter me by saying, especially a, a somewhat attractive one. They added that, and I was like, number one, wow, you haven't seen me without makeup. <laughs> I can be just as unattractive as I want. But um, oh boy, yeah, they it was so weird. Yeah, that is a terrible, awful thing that still happens, but um. Although hopefully the tide is changing. But yeah, I had been told that by an executive at a large network that was not uninvolved with Discovery. But they they tweeted out this reel and it was all their new shows. And it, I mean, I wasn't the only person to get up in arms about it. Um, Emily Calandrelli, who's uh, the space gal on Twitter, she's she hosts um, Exploration Space for uh, for Fox and she's awesome. And um, and I think she had tweeted it and, uh, you know, then it started going around science Twitter. And I I had mentioned like, oh, yeah, this is not shocking because I had pitched to them and they were like, we love the show idea. You know, we're just not sure if our viewers are ready. And, you know, viewers who are still on cable are usually in their 60s, 70s. And so, um, yeah, they'd also told me that um, that they weren't maybe ready to see someone of color host something. So it's um, that's one of those things where you say, well, that sucks for you guys that you're, um, you're on that kind of sinking ship. And I guess that's the, one of the perks of digital is you can find your voice in other ways, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's a streaming service or, or network TV. I think people are a little bit more, um, aware of it since 2016, a little bit more aware of inclusion since, um, you know, people have had a pretty stark view of what, a lack of inclusion looks like. And so I think people are a little bit better about it now, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's really, it's weird. Cause you like forget, you forget, you're like, Oh yeah. Wow. I guess I am a woman, huh? Well, oh, weird. I didn't, you forget that you get <laughs> like this shit end of the stick sometimes, but yeah. And so one thing with ologies is, um, is that it's, it's been really nice to hear from so many scientists of so many different backgrounds um, without necessarily, mentioning this get used to hearing from different people um is is a 
I think a big thing, a, a big step. But yeah, I've been told that. No lady science, please. Just man science. More war. They literally are like, we're we just want to do a show on war machines. Do you know any? Like what? I was told that they were working on a show on war machines. I was like, there you go. Okay, that'll fix things. Yeah, way to go. It's just what we need right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's funky, but you just channel channel your rage into amplifying voices who are um, who maybe don't have a megaphone so that's that's a cool thing about doing the podcast is there are people who are like out in the field and in their labs and doing this amazing work and um like handing the mic over to them you know so that's been cool how has your knowledge about science influenced your self-care practices great question Mm. well thank you uh hyaluronic acid cart the glycology um glyco no, glycobiology episode, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, about carbs, informed me a bit about that because I realized, oh, well, um, hyaluronic acid gloms onto water, and that's why it keeps your skin moist. I no longer am um, suspicious of this being a hoax. <laughs> so <laughs> I think... There we go. I think ever ever since I, I read... Uh, the beauty myth by Naomi Wolf, who has since been disgraced by her own lack of research. Um, she, on a different book, but um, I remember something in that book saying um, that they make uh, counters in department stores to look like a pharmacy. Like you go to clinique because it's like a clinic. Like I have a problem that needs to be solved by someone in, in a white lab coat who's selling me skin cream and so um the notion that science is oftentimes used just for commerce um is like a little bit squeaky to me where i'm always i so i'm i'm very like uh suspicious of a lot of beauty products but yeah hyaluronic acid man it does really plump and firm guys a tired tired skin planes your skin looks great thank you what are you using these days i mean it's Thank you so a much. Dewy yeah. landscape. Well, you know, I my self care had really been just bottom of the barrel lately, um, with some health stuff with my family, which is you know um, thankfully better. And I had been moving, and I just was. Ugh. Um, I, if you go to bed with dirty feet, like what else? What else is going on with you? And there were days moving. I'd be out in the garage, and my feet would be so dirty, and I would just. <laughs> get into bed anyway and I was like this is disgusting (laughs) and I'm so sorry um and so yeah like god knows and so and I have I have a mirror that I I use it's a magnifying mirror just to keep tabs on one or two mustache bristles that had been packed away and I was like I don't find that and wow I saw some stuff and so my self-care practices have been very bad (laughs) so um just last week, I kind of like took a week off from extra appointments and I went and got my, the first facial I've gotten in like two years. And she took a blade and scraped off all my fur on my face Ooh. and my dead skin. And I was like, thanks, lady. So I needed a little refresher. But um, little hy- uh, hyaluronic acid with um, some moisturizer. And um, but I am weaning myself off of face wipes for cleaning because mm-hmm. i don't think they're very good for your skin and they're terrible for the environment yeah. so yeah yeah so i'm on the washcloth train now 
Good. I think we both stopped using them. Yes. I was never a big face wipe user mm. to begin with, but I'm a butt wipe user. Okay. Yeah. Washing my other face. Mm-hmm. I dab my face <laughs> down below. Uh, and I should probably quit those, but I can't quit them. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Allie brought us a gift. I did. Some gifts from a company called Rosebud. Allie, do you want to explain what you brought us? Well, I was And why you brought them. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring them. But um, so my boyfriend's mom is Christine Mason, and she's awesome. She's like an entrepreneur and this awesome businesswoman. And, um, and she's just... She's really fun and really, really smart. Anyway, um, so she started this company called Rosebud because as women, we don't always 
or as, as people with vaginas even, um, we don't always have a lot of options in terms of self-care for the down there areas. And, uh, and so she started this company because she was like, there's nothing out there that I would want to use that's as like kind of pampering and um, well-made as things for your face. And so she started Rosebud and it's has like an everyday balm and there's a soothe balm and uh, there's like a little arousing balm, but it's just for everyday, pretty much labes, just like lube up the labes and moisturize those labes. Be, just cream your labes. Cream your labes. <laughs> <cream> your labes. <laughs> but I was talking to a gynecologist. I did a gynecology episode um, and she was saying that a lot of the products that are out there for women are really stripping and that's yes. not what it needs at all. And it's really based kind of in like weird patriarchal, like strip it, clean it. Right. Your vagina is dirty. It smells. Yeah. Yeah. And she was, uh, the gynecologist was saying like oily and hairy is where you want it. But, um, so there aren't a lot of like moisturizers and things like that. And I, I wasn't going to mention it, but you had seen, um, a tweet I put out about, I went through ovarian failure a few years ago, which was not expected at all. Who expects their ovaries to just piece out on them. What What is ovarian failure? I'm not really familiar. I mean, I, I get what it means, I think, but yeah. could you explain it? It's just when your body's like, hey, we're 33. Is now a good time for menopause? And you're like, not really. And it's like, mm, I think it is. <laughs> it just, your ovaries just fail. It happens. We're done. We're done. And, and it's not recognized a lot because it's not, t- the timing isn't right. And so um, I was going through that Actually, it's funny because I got diagnosed the year that you guys got married. <laughs> I went to I went to seven weddings alone that year. And I was like, I'm sorry. And I hadn't really, t- I didn't talk about that. I didn't talk about it at all. But I was like, you know, going to all these doctor's appointments. And, um, and people were like, well, can you just freeze your eggs? And okay, your FSH. Do you have any idea what your FSH was? That's a follicle stimulating hormone. Probably not. I right? don't remember. But, um. And so follicle stimulating hormone is like the gas pedal. And so if you have to really gun the gas pedal to get your ovaries to start working, it means that there's something wrong with them, you know? So you want like a low FSH, you know, up to around eight is a good spot, like lower than that. If you're up to 10, some fertility clinics won't even, they're like, sorry, dude, you're, you're pretty screwed. And mine was 135. (laughs) So like mine were to like the doctors would look at it and be like you're literally off the charts like so something they just so freezing your eggs was not enough oh, how, God, no. how did you figure out that this was happening well I didn't know for several years and um and I thought I was getting fevers a lot and it, they were hot flashes I had no idea and um yeah my my skin was really dry those parts were d- not happy when, as usual, they were not like, "Hey, what's up? We're ready." I'd be like, "What? Come on, guys!" Because if you're ov- if you were having ovarian failure, were you not ovulating? Yeah, so that means things just shut down. That means like you're not producing estrogen the way you should, um, and so your body tries to kick it up. But if your ovaries are just done, and there's it happens to one percent of women um, or people with ovaries, uh, it happens to them you know uh on a pretty small pretty small amount but um one percent but a lot of people just don't talk about it because it's it's weird to say like hi i'm 28 and i went through menopause and then um especially if you're single it's difficult because you're like 
<laughs> like, sorry. Um, gone fishing. Like, we're done. <laughs> we're out. And so I had a hard, I was, had a hard time grappling with it emotionally just because I, it made me realize that, um, that, you know, if I ever decided to start a family that there would be other, I'd have to look into other options, which made me really think about, did I want to have a family or not? Um, you know, a lot of times when you're career focused, you're like, I got to make this money to get a house and put some money away for if I ever have a kid so they can go to college and da 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 and healthcare is expensive. And yeah. I know some people that sent their kids to preschool. It was $43,000 a year. Oh and goodness. I was like, what? So I was always like, I'll squirrel more money away and then I'll think about it. And then, um, yeah, my body had some other plans. But uh, so I went through a lot of those um, physical symptoms, just not really knowing, you know, um, and I, I felt like I had terrible PMS sometimes and that I wouldn't have a period and they'd be inconsistent. And so I had several doctors not know what it was and just say it was stress and, and miss it for a couple of years. And I had a couple of doctors tell me that it was, um, I should just quit my job and get married and what? someone take care of me. <laughs> Yeah, I've had dudes say, I think I must have like an innocent face because I have dudes in authority say terrible shit to me. <laughs> like, what? Do, maybe I don't look like a litigate or something. Maybe I look like a pushover, which I probably am. But yeah, I've had, I had two doctors say, just, um, just can you just quit your job? Can you just find... One of them said, just find it. Just find someone nice to marry. Don't work so much. I was like, oh, well, and what? I was like, but what about my ambitions? What about the love I have for my work? So yeah, so I went through a lot wow. of that and didn't have a lot of, um, yeah. So when Christine was developing this, I was like, hand raised, I'll yeah. try. Um, and so yeah, it's and I love it. I, her stuff is great, and so I just I really support that she's making things uh, that are not for appearance, but for actual feeling and for for health you know because I feel like I spent so much more time paying attention to yeah do I have a zit without like oh I'm I have my vagina's atrophied you know what I mean like I should get on estrogen or I should I should um you know moisturize things like that and so yeah I have to do I have to do a little estrogen patch on my butt I just have to switch it out and have to, so yeah, and you have to be kind of careful about um, balancing it with progesterone so that you don't, uh, or you aren't at risk for cancer. So yeah, it's not, it hasn't been fun. It was really expensive too. Yeah. You know, a lot of doctors. Yeah, it sounds it like it. And that's scary when your health is in question like that and you don't have an answer. Yeah, it was weird. It was one of those things where I'm like, I know something's got to be up. But yeah, I, I think a lot of time a lot of times you can be convinced that, okay, well, maybe I do have a stressful life, lifestyle. I work, you know, I work a lot. I travel a lot. Well, especially if it's a doctor telling you that. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but so if, if hormonal irregularities are tough, they're, they're tough to, um, they're tough to know when to get looked at. But yeah, if you are missing periods or you're, they're late or they're short or you're having hot flashes, day three of your period, go in and get your FSH tested, get a hormone panel and see what's up. Um, cause yeah, I was tested on the wrong day and just didn't, yeah, didn't know. So yeah, I think you like, also just even talking about what menopausal symptoms are, which is something I, we, I would love to do more on this podcast. Like we don't, you only ever hear about menopause, like in popular culture is used as a punchline. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it is a thing that people are going to go through and, and having a real understanding of it and being empowered so that when it happens, you were aware, I think is really vital and yeah. does not happen enough. 
Yeah, because there's a slow ramp up until you have like total failure. Right. So um, it's not just like one day you're like Tampax super, let's do it. And the next you're just like <laughs> the Sahara. Like it's not like that. But um, so, yeah, there's a lot of irregularities and we're just we're so accustomed to thinking, well, my my crazy brain must be futzing with my uterus or something like where I mean, hysteria comes from the root for a uterus like we were told that our uterus just floated around our body and was making us crazy so there's a lot of like um there's a lot of psychology that I think gets misdirected <laughs> but um and so yeah those are things that we just don't really don't really hear about but I was um yeah I was really confused why I was uh, yeah getting getting fevers and things wow. like that I kept taking my temperature being like how did I just have a fever that lasted an hour that was so weird <laughs> no idea I was like in my early 30s so was uh, your period irregular yeah but I just attributed it you know it was irregular for a couple of years at least um and I was like woohoo that was only two days long this is awesome right yeah and uh or it would come 20 when 21 days in and I thought Mm -hmm. well you know hang out with a lot of ladies maybe I'm just and I'm not on birth control pills so maybe I'm just picking up on stuff you know so I just kind of um yeah I disregarded it for a while but, um, but yeah, kind of, so you can, you know, you might not have a period for one month and then it'll come back. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things that it's, um, a small percentage that happens too early and it yeah. might be environmental, it might be genetic, you know, they don't really know, but there's a lot of people on forums being like, what caused this? Why? <laughs> just like screaming into the sky. Cause it's just such a hassle. It's just one of those things where, um, you just have to, you have to be so much more mindful. I mean, there are definitely worse ailments out there for sure. Um, but it's, it's one of those things you just, you think I'm good. I'm good on this until I'm like 45, 47, 52. Yeah. So, but that there, there are, there are people who go through it in, you know, early twenties and stuff. So sucks. Wow. Yeah. Sucks. It's okay though. There's one of me on earth is plenty, <laughs> you know, it's fine. <laughs> Um, can you also totally switching gears? Yeah. Can you also tell us about your hair? Oh God, the hair. Oh, it's uh very curly and very coarse, but my family doesn't call me Allie. They call me Puffy. They've called me that for a long time. My mom was so excited when Puffy Combs came on the scene because she was like, look, another person named Puffy. <laughs> I was like, hey, yeah. But, um, so I have really curly, coarse hair. Um, my dad has thick, straight hair. My mom has fine, curly hair and I, and I just got this weird combination. And so it's just very, um, there's a lot of it. I'm very blessed to have a very thick hair. It's a bit unruly in the humidity and, um, when I'm like shooting something, it's tough to wrangle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I shoot on a green screen for some of my stuff, which means that like boyoyoings get really mess up their chroma key. And so they have to like try to smooth it out all the time. And so I've, I hadn't done it in a while, but I recently got a Brazilian blowout and it's so, so bad for you. Have you ever gotten one of these? No, no. but I Ugh. have just stick straight, fine, thin hair. You're, you're, I don't ever get one. You're fine. I mean, obviously, but it, it just chemically straightens your hair essentially. Yeah. It's like they put a keratin over it and then they straighten it. Uh, but what happens is they, they blow dry it and these, these clouds come off of your hair. And 
I recently got one done and they're like, okay, and just come out to the parking lot. And I was like, pardon? I'm like, oh, we do it in the parking lot because of fumes. And I was like, mm. oh my gosh. Yeah. And the, and the person doing it's wearing a mask. Sometimes they give you a mask. It's not good for you, but it's just so much easier because then you can just wash your hair and blow dry it quickly and not have to straighten it and or not have to deal with the curls that change from one part of the day to the other. I still like to wear it curly sometimes, but um but yeah, so my my hair is um it's an issue, but I mean, I think it's wonderful. Oh, I thank you. There is okay. a lot of it. There's a lot there's plenty of it and curls are are great too. They just tend to be more work. Everyone thinks that letting your hair go curly is like taking your bra off but it's like no 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 it's so much more work because it's just it was part of the day they're in one configuration and then they change and oh a breeze comes (laughs) your whole dew's messed up it's an ish yeah i don't know what that's like yeah i don't either i have like very thin straight hair same you've saved a lot of money on straighteners that's That's true sure that is very true before we wrap up which i don't want to do i know but i want to know about your delightful lipstick that dory and i asked about when you arrived because mm-hmm. look it's just the perfect color it is and you have a whole system to it which i never like whenever i see anybody in the perfect lip or the perfect this or that i i never even imagine that they've done like three steps to I get know. there mm. this was actually um i did it i messed it up i took it off i put a lip gloss over it turned out the right shade it's perfect thank you i will tell you i'm this is um probably gonna bone me in the end because it's a discontinued color that i really like but i will share it with everyone and then i will immediately go home and order a bunch um but there is a there was or maybe they'll hear this somehow we can tweet yes Yes. okay so nyx is it nyx Mm -hmm. makes a butter gloss and it's called peach cobbler and it is a wonderful shade on everyone and that's essentially what this is because i had to mix a gloss with a a nyx um matte lip in order to get this color because peach cobbler has been discontinued oh gosh and um (laughs) yeah peach cobbler nyx you put it on and at first you're like this is shockingly orange but give it like a minute to do it to settle in and then it's this really wonderful peachy slightly coral looks good on every lip doesn't look like you're wearing lipstick but doesn't look like you're not wearing lipstick easy peasy great a great standard color to have and so this is essentially what i'm wearing but i had to do it by mixing two steps you had to make your own peach cobbler. i didn't make my own but i have also used food coloring on my lips as a stain <laughs> so I'm wait so what's it. the other thing that you mixed it with i just mixed it with um i think it's like some victoria's secret like ultra gloss stuff that i've had for so long that the label's not on it anymore i think those are the best products you know what i mean but i think it's like a minty victoria's secret like a thick gloss Mm. like one of those like really sticky like mac the mac lip gloss stuff that was you know i would say as children of the late 90s That was the stuff. It was. Oh. And it was so sticky. So sticky. It was like having butterscotch. Yep. Yeah. I love it. God forbid someone has a leaf blower going nearby. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because <laughs> you are a flypaper. You are. You're screwed. <gasps> but it looks amazing. It does. Oh, thank you. I think we should bring that that kind of shine and gloss back. I want to bring Allie's back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I want to 
bring it back to my house. Me too. <laughs> Nix, if you're listening. Yes. Peach cobbler. Peach cobbler. Up on peach cobbler. What do you do to us, Nix? We I mean, love you. We trusted you. Bring the, it back. The discontinuing of products is such an, a shared and, and, and interesting trauma. I know. And the hoarding of items is also fascinating. Yeah. Oh, I, there is a stuff that is made by Mission Skincare, and it is like a Serena Williams pomegranate, but it's it's clear, um, like SPF, like a sport balm lipstick. And for some reason, I put it on, and in the morning, my lips are hydrated, fuller, they're ready to go, and uh, they had a few different flavors endorsed by different athletes, and it got discontinued, and I purchased 30 of them on Amazon, <laughs> and I am set for life and uh wow yeah no i have a i have a little jar of them and there's always one in my nightstand there's always one in my like travel kit and if i am in a hotel and i for some reason forgot it Ugh. i'm like i can't go to bed with bare lips it feels wrong it feels like not good so um so yeah so i, I have that one is discontinued and now this peach cobbler that i've also ordered but not in such bulk i might have to just go order some it's the it's the perfect shade i'll send you a picture i do want to say we were we were chatting about this bef- before we started recording. Nyx is kind of like um, an unspoken hero, mm-hmm. I feel like, of the makeup product yeah. world. Like, they always come up on this podcast as super affordable, really effective makeup. Yeah. yeah. Pigment rich. Yes, yeah. very pigment rich. And they're cruelty free. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. The yeah. price point is hot. Ooh. <laughs> the price point turns me on. Uh, the price point is is also exciting because you're like, would I try this mauve if it were, you know, thirty five dollars? Maybe not. Right. But it's but for right for four ninety nine. Yeah. You know, I, oh. I could either go get myself some kind of spiced chai latte, or I could get myself this that's going to last for months. The yes. bad day trip down the makeup and beauty aisle at a Target. Or drugstore. It's just the best. It is very, it can be very soothing. You're like, this will solve my cracked leg skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's give it a shot. Let's and all my problems. Skin. All of yeah. my problems. Yeah. I don't need Hamper my therapist myself. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, Allie, it's, it's such a freaking, t- talking about delights. It is such a delight for us, for you to be Truly. on the show. Seriously. Thanks for letting me get goofy with you guys Thank and you. also talk about my vagina. Yes. Uh, Allie, <laughs> Where, vagina talk. where can people find you uh i my podcast is called ologies it's a different ology every episode and that's wherever you get podcasts and then i'm ally ward ally with one l on uh instagram and twitter and that yeah, brainchild is on netflix streaming did i mention invention is on saturday morning so is uh innovation nation so yeah i'm all i'm all around and a great an ologies episode to start with is the one about self care. Right? Ca- is it is it Cal or Cal? I've listened to it. Calology is that right? Calology is a study of yeah, like um, beauty and of, of, yeah, beauty standards uh, and true self care. The gynecology episode is also a mm. great one. Um, we do have a cosmetology episode, and then there's all manner. There's ones on toads. There's all kinds. So just get up in it. Um, I just put out a Potterology episode about um, a chemist who uses Potter Harry Potter spells to teach chemistry at a university level. Oh, amazing! So yeah, and then um, and then the the company we we're talking about is Rosebud Woman. And so yeah, they have they have great stuff. My well, boyfriend steals the Soothe cream and uses it on his razor burn. I'm like, oh, yeah. 
I was all, what, what else do you use this on? He's like, sometimes my butthole if I've eaten something spicy. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> all right. On that note. Butt care is self-care. Butt care is self-care. It is. Said. And your boyfriend knows it. He yeah. knows it. He's living it. Well, all right. Allie, thank you again. Thank you, Allie. Thank you. Well, I would say she lived up to our high expectations. What's the ology for I'm really a into you and obsessed with you in a in a cool way uh obsessionology maybe <laughs> she could interview us for that for on the, her show we could be the guest yes or just like the ology for like fans of ally ward mm, ally ward fanology wordology yeah wordology wordology we are wordologists we are wordologists huh. hmm. anyway how did your intention go terribly yeah but well, that's the space we create, right? It is. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to no. be good. We can fail and love it. Yeah. So remind everyone yeah. what your intention was. It was to week. tackle the piles. Tackle the piles. I PTP. didn't. I didn't tackle a single pile. Okay. I, I kind of like shuffled some things around. Yeah. Like on this couch over here in our little sitting room, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had had a like dumped a bunch of thank you notes and had just tissue paper on it so that no one could sit on it for like a week. And then oh. I just, it took about two minutes to just clear those things yep. back up and then the yep. couch was usable again. So I did a couple of those okay. things, but I didn't, I didn't really get through it. So I'm doing something wild this week. Never been done before. A first in the forever 35 universe. I am doing my intention again. I'm here for it. Look, someone's got to take the leap to just try this out. I'm just going to try it again. Yeah. Because that is the thing I really want to accomplish this week. Yeah. I mean, among a million other things. Sure. More rest. But this is important to you. I really, I can, I know I will feel so much better. It's just the initial act of going through it. Yeah. I hear you. But also, you know, my husband's going out of town and you're going out of town Mm -hmm. in the next week. So I kind of feel like... All your spouses. All my spouses. I did say to you, I was like, uh, (laughs) you're leaving and Anthony's leaving. Like, what am I... What, what do I what do I do? <laughs> you were like, relax, I'll just calm down. But it's very hard for me when all my my husbands and wives are gone. So that also I think just kind of frees up a little yes. space. Like we won't be recording. Yes. Um one there's one less person moving stuff around. Totally. So so we'll see how that goes. I will check back in with you at our next session. Can't wait. And I will give you the update. How about you? Because next last week you had a similar intention. I did. And as I discussed so passionately at the, at the top of the show, um, I do feel like I have started staying on top of the daily stuff. So that feels like a small victory that I'm patting myself on the back you for. You should. Every victory counts. Thank you. Um, and then my intention this week is to try to pack ahead of time for our trip to Boston. So not do a panicked Not pack. do a panicked last minute I forgot that thing pack. The worst feeling. Like I already had to add the white noise machine to the list. I can't believe I forgot that. I mean. And when and how many days is it until you leave? Um, it is five, four days. So are you are you already packing now for a trip that is, happens in four days? No, I haven't started yet. Okay. But I but I made like a pretty detailed list. Yeah, that's that's part of packing. Yeah. Good so, work, Dory. Thank you. I feel like you've already accomplished your intention. Well, let's not go that far. Okay. Well, okay. you know what? I will next week. Okay. Sounds good. Well, Dory. Yes. We're here. 
once again at the end at of the, the show. end you can call us at 781-591-0390 or you can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com and you can join our main facebook group which is facebook.com slash group slash forever 35 podcasts and there you will find many spinoffs and if you like the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or even just a rating. Just click that five-star button, would you? And tell a friend. And if you really like us, you can mention us on social media. We'd be very appreciative. And a jolly reminder that all the products mentioned here are always found on our website, which is forever35podcast.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram at forever35podcast and on Twitter at forever35pod. And now... I was going to say it, but I realize it's kind of your turn to say it. You know what? It's my turn. Yeah. Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dori Shafrir, and Kate Spencer. Hi. And produced and edited by Sammy Junio. And Lane Hammer is our assistant. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.